The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Happy President's Day. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson. Been having a good holiday so far today, Ajay? Yes. Uh, I would still like Martin Luther King Jr. Day off, though. Uh, so if you give me a day off paid, that'd be great. Did you put like your big top hat on today and march around like Abe Lincoln? That's what you said you were going to do. Well, I was going to, but I feel like would have offended everybody in here. We're all so sensitive. What? I mean, you're even moving out of our office. You're ruining what was great, and you're taking it away so you could be more distant from us. What did Rod do to you? Rod Rod, Rod, did nothing. Yes, he did. Obviously, he did. Maybe some other reasons to create some distance with what's going on back there. There's nothing going on back there. It's just freaking Eeyore and I. There's nothing going on. Uh, There was a lot going on this past weekend. Yeah. Oh, man. I, man. Okay, so I was so excited to watch the uh, Daytona 500 yesterday. You know, I was just sitting in a, uh, at my friend's house, and I was like, I want to watch the Daytona 500. And then there was, like, this delayed star, and then it rained, and then we're watching 2019's 500, which was boring. So then I didn't even get to watch it. I was angry. I sat there for 45 minutes waiting for that thing to start. That was kind of a bummer. So now, now they're racing. Now it's going on today. But I've been here. Uh, NBA All-Star Weekend. Interesting new additions. Were they noteworthy enough to keep? Or were they just gimmicks? Uh, Utah State basketball in action over the weekend. And as a result, what do the latest net rankings look like? What do the AP polls look like? Region 11. Regular season is now concluded, and so now we have the final RPI rankings for boys and girls basketball, which also means we now know what's going to happen in the playoffs, which begin tomorrow. How many teams play tomorrow? Who gets the first round by? We'll update you on all of that. Uh, but, Ajay, we had, we had a pretty hotly debated Friday five best last Friday. <laughs> but the so, five best guards in Utah State history. So I left, you know, after the hour, and uh, I didn't really touch my phone for the rest of the night until I, uh, until I went to bed, and then I got up the next morning. I had 34 notifications on my Twitter. <laughs> I mean, there was just a great amount of discussion. Of, hey, you know what? Ajay's right. It's Sam. No, you're wrong. It's JC. No, you're right. It's Sam. No, he's not. It's JC. Actually, you know what? You're forgetting Jared Quayle the whole entire time, so it's him, actually. Uh, what a really fun conversation to have and, and extremely appreciative of all the responses we got, whether it was social media or through our text line at 435-339-0321. You can text in any time and uh, share your thoughts. But a great amount of discussion to be had uh, about the five best guards. And it, it was back and forth, mainly between Sam and JC. There were Sam, JC, and then everybody else. Right, there were a few out. others that people want to remind us of. Some 
older players, uh, well, players that played in, in different eras. That Rightfully so, though. You they had I reason to stand. See, but yeah, but uh, certainly I, I did look at some of these guys and did consider them. But um, like Marcus Saxon, some people making strong, passionate oh, yeah. pleas. Oh yeah, then Marcus Saxon should be on the list. And that's my bad. Uh, Shaler Halliman, who was a great player back in the day. Max Perry, Jeff Tebbs. Um, those are some players of a bygone era. Um, so anyway, it was, it was a, it was a very robust discussion. Oscar Williams. It's another good one. But I still stand with what I said. Sam over JC. Without question. Absolutely Sam over JC without question. And I'm not budging from that I, that, <laughs> that that move either. Uh, but grateful for all the, the responses we got, the opinions. Hey, look, this is what sports talk is all about. You and I set up a debate and share our opinions and thoughts. Everybody else jumps in. And either calls us idiots or calls us smart or calls us neither and just shares their own opinion because we're so far off. Uh, that is what is great about Sports Talk Radio. And that's why we want to involve the listeners as, as in any way possible, whether it's by phone calling us or whether it's by social media or by texting us on our text line at 435-339-0321. Uh, we are deeply grateful for you guys participating. But Eric, I think I know what we should do for Friday's Five Best. For this Friday's five yes. best, what's that? If that was so heated, with, I mean, sprinkled a few guards in there. Someone suggested to you on Twitter that why aren't we doing big men? So let's do it this Friday. You and I give our five best big men in USU basketball history. Okay, so just to clarify, is that power forwards? No, is that it's centers big men. only. It's is big it- men. So it's any, power forward. Anybody above six foot eight? Yeah. It's, so look, it's anybody who played the power forward or center position. So Wayne Estes is in that group. Uh, Spencer Nilsing, Gary Wilkinson, Ty Wesley. Someone else come back. Uh, Greg Grant, I believe, was a big man, if I'm not mistaken. Well, see, the, that's where we need to figure out what that cutoff is. Six foot eight. What do you mean? If they played the power forward or Six center position, seven? they're in. That's all they need to do is play the power forward or center position, and they're in. This isn't like Lagoon. We're not going to measure them by their height. If they, I guess that's true because in certain eras, <clears throat> six foot five could have been considered a power forward. Yeah. Way back when. So, yeah, let's do it. I mean, on Friday, give our five best big men. Where do they rank? And then, uh, as always, the rest of the full-court press listening world can join in, share their thoughts, yell at us. Like I got yelled at the uh, the other day, which was great, though. You know what? Awesome. I mean, 8179 said, Audrey never watched JC play. Stu set up so many screens for him because I was talking about how JC wasn't even, like, he didn't have to work like Sam did. Now, Granted, I was told to go watch film on JC from some people, and I'm going to. And actually. I was one of those. You're one of those. I recommended I'm, that. And I'm going to spend some time watching some film on JC. But 8179 continues. He worked his butt off to get shots, just like in Europe. He says, RJ talks like he played like uh, Jimmer and just chucked it up when he came across half court. Stu would never allow that. You're right. You're right. Unless he was a good shooter, like JC was, then he would allow it. JC got special offensive privileges. Not that I'm aware of. 
Not that I ever heard from his teammates saw, talk about. From what I saw. Well, we're going to have to disagree on that one. Uh, but, yeah, great argument, great debate. Glad everyone was able to join in. That was fun. Again, if you ever want to call in, 435-752-1069, 435-752-1069. If you want to text in again, 435-339-0321. Another recommendation uh, for the five best. Number one, Tony Brown, Hall of Fame. Uh, Rich McAlrath, number two. J.C. Carroll, number three. Kevin Nixon, a Hall of Famer, number four. And Rich Hawes, number five. So we, we got a lot of good participation on that, Ajay. That's a good list right there. It is. That's a good list. Tony Brown, number one, though, huh? Well, and I had somebody say, hey, you got Tony Brown on there, and he wasn't really a guard. He was more of a small forward. Was he? Again, that's an interpretation, I guess. But that was a lot of fun doing that on Fridays. We try to do something similar with our Friday Five Best. And, uh, yeah, we'll have to do some more Aggie-related Five Best in the weeks to come. By the way, the recommendation that I got on Twitter was centers, not just big men, specifically centers. But we can do big men. We can make it a little more broad if you want. Because we said guards, so it could be point guards and yeah, shooting Yeah, well, I mean, guard was, dude, that's about as broad as you can possibly get with what the list we had. So big men, power forward or a center. If they play that position, they're in that, and they're in the, they're available to choose from. Yeah, so if you want to start sending your recommendations to who you think we should consider, you could do that. And I actually would appreciate that because, and I mean this with all due respect, I don't know a lot of big men. I feel like I know the guards better than I did the big men. So I know Spencer, Gary, you know, Wayne Estes is on that list. Great Grant, I believe, is on that list as well. Um, I don't know a lot of big men. So I would love, love to get recommendations and a list of who you think. And then I'll look those players up, see what their numbers and stats, compare to others, and then choose from there. So, yeah, please, please, please join in. The earlier the better, too, so I can get a head start on that. Okay, so, Ajay, the NBA All-Star Weekend was fun what yeah i guess just your <laughs> initial reactions to how it all played out controversial is the theme aaron gordon should he or should not have he won the uh, slam dunk contest uh the all-star game itself the elam ending yes or no good or bad what changes do you make a guy won the game a competitive fourth quarter on the technicality of a free throw. But at the same time, people were thrilled. People loved it. Some are saying best all-star game ever. Some are saying best one since 01. Some are saying best one since 1998. I mean, they're comparing it as best ever. It's in the conversation. And certainly the ratings reflect that it was successful. A commercial-free fourth quarter, which is unusual. Phenomenal. But... um, you know, watching it and how the quarters would reset, uh, there were some casual observers. We were watching it with the group on Sunday, and whenever a new quarter would begin, they're like, wait, why are they doing a jump ball in center court? Well, they reset every quarter. And we had to, replay, we had to re- remind people of that at least five times. <laughs> why is it 0-0? Zero, zero? It's in the third quarter. <sighs> they reset the score after every quarter. They do a... Jump ball and they started over. But I thought that it was 
uh, it, I thought it was intriguing. I thought it was interesting. Uh, the the fact that they kept the running a running total and then they added the twenty four after that after the end of the third was interesting. It took some some casual people some time to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. But I think if this continues like this, people will figure it out pretty quickly. But I loved that it was intense in the fourth quarter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, I was shocked that we didn't see Rudy Gobert in there. The type of game that he had. I think a lot of people were shocked. He, this guy was he was a beast on on uh, on lobs and uh, he was playing defense in the post. And when the defense dialed up, why don't you have the reigning two-time defensive player of the year in there? Well, the other thing is Trey Young was voted as because we say that the All Star game is about fans, right? Well, so Trey Young is voted as an All Star starter by the fans. But come fourth quarter, Kyle Lowry, Nick Nurse's prodigal boy, golden child, is out there playing guard. And guess what? He gets a foul called on him by guarding Anthony Davis. Yeah, is but that, he also took some charges and saved several moments. I don't know if one of those was the charges. Uh, but, I, but, yeah, but Trey Young, I, I mean, look, you have a guy who can shoot that well like Trey Young. Kyle Lowry's not a shooter from that like a consistent score like Trey Young. Let Trey Young go in there. And see if he can put put together a mini run to you know keep this game close or even give him the win. And the other side of it is Kemba Walker played like garbage in the. I mean, that fourth quarter he had some moments where he shined, but he had a lot of moments where he was crap too. Took some really dumb shots. Had the two turnovers, the one where he just flatly dri- dribbled it out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple. Yeah. I, I just I don't know. really not uh, thrilled with Nick Nurse his coaching style. I guess, their strategy. And like you said, Rudy Gobert got a two-time Defensive Player of the Year and was the most criticized player to be picked on the All-Star team. Let him go prove why he belongs. Well, he had, what did he have? 21 points, 11 rebounds, a couple of assists, and a block? Yeah. And he should three be credited quarters? with two blocks, too. Yeah, I, do. I agree. There's I don't know why. second block they didn't credit him with, and I'm still a little bit When I saw that box score after the game, like, what? No, I swear he had two. Yeah, he had two blocks. Because he came back to back. Yep. Yep. Uh, but uh, I, again, I was just—I really was impressed with Rudy Gobert. Uh, Donovan Mitchell struggled, he, you know, trying to find his footing and where he belonged in the All Star game. That's the thing—is like, look, when you're the when you're the dog, when you're the alpha male, uh, the alpha dog of the basketball team, it's all you, and you know it's all you, and it and, and the ball's in your hands. But then you share the court with Campbell Walker, James Harden, Russell Westbrook—I mean, whoever—and you're like, oh man, I got to give the ball to them. Get the ball to them and get the heck out of the way. That's my job. Uh, Donovan will learn because he'll be an all-star later in time, but he'll learn that he needs to take over in some games. And I think that's what's going to be the key. It's as long as he learns to when to take over in, in the future of his all-star career, he, he'll, uh, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. He was a little starstruck, and he said that going into it, that, um, that you know, he... He viewed himself as a 13-year-old boy seeing some of his idols on the court and he got to be with them and a lot of things surrounding the All-Star weekend. And he's not a stranger to the All-Star weekend because he participated in the slam dunk contest a few years ago. But uh, being on the court for the All-Star game, yes, it carried a different kind of weight for him. And uh, yeah, he, he struggled three for 10. He, he did a few other things, you know, five boards, four assists, two steals and a block. But he only scored seven points, um, and it was 
That was interesting. That was on our pick six. How many points we think he would score? And set the line at eight and a half. He only scored seven. I didn't think that... I mean, he was the last guy selected, essentially. Um, And um, I just... He's a younger guy. He's not... He is gaining a lot of steam. Yeah, he's getting more recognition, but this he's not really a national star yet. So I didn't think he'd get a, a ton of play. And he had opportunities. He just he struggled a little bit. But but man, Rudy Gobert had himself a game. Yeah, he proved that he belongs. No matter what people say, he proved that he belongs. And I think players on the court who may have questioned why he got voted on, if there were any also gained a ton of respect for him. Uh, in fact, I saw a couple of national media members tweet out after the game, you know, Rudy Gobert is a defensive player of the year. Rudy Gobert is one of the top 10 players in the league. Rudy Gobert is the best big man in the league, or at least the most effective big man in the league, or the most impactful big man in the league. National media gained a better perspective of Rudy Gobert after seeing him in, out of all the things, an NBA All-Star game. Yeah, no, I totally agree. If it wasn't for that Trey Young half court shot at the end of the first half, oh jeez, the the end of the, the the second quarter highlight we would have been seeing was that Rudy yeah put back dunk. It was a monster. Yeah, and then he had another, he had a couple of nice alley oop dunks too. One of them was a reverse gem, I believe. Yep. Just man, he he's for how tall he is, he's really athletic, and I, I thought he fit really well into the All Star game. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a joy to watch. Uh, Ajay, you put together some things just to kind of rehash uh, the the uh, All Star Game itself. Some of the highlights. Yeah, uh, sorry, I didn't know if we're going to. Uh, yeah, this is just—I mean, it's just a quick montage of of some of the big plays in the All Star Game. Of course, featuring Rudy Gobert, and then of course featuring LeBron James. Um, and uh, there's a couple of highlights that actually stand out to me. And we'll talk about why I put them in there. That uh, really caught my attention. On a chilly 25-degree night in Chicago, it has been a festive weekend in the Windy City. We welcome you to the United Center, the home of the Chicago Bulls. The 2020 NBA All-Star Game, presented by Kia. It's the 69th annual NBA All-Star Game with Team LeBron going against Team Giannis. And it's handled by LeBron. Met by... Kumbo. And here's LeBron whipping cross-court. Kawhi Leonard, yes, from downtown. Now, we know Reggie. He's always going yes. to play hard. Since that, those two probably played a little one-on-one last year in Toronto. Oh, oh it is a reverse jam by LeBron James. Now things have opened up a bit. There you go. There's Kemba using a screen and hits again for three from the same spot. Kimbo Walker getting hot here early. LeBron from way down. Six seconds in the quarter. Here's Young wide open. Can't hit the three. Oh! Gobert eluding Lowry. Gobert with the rebound. That's his range. Young from center court. Yes! has defeated Team LeBron in the second quarter, 51 to 30. Pretty pass, and Gobert puts it down. Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young. Oh, what a pass for Rudy Gobert. To their feet, rising, you've got Team Giannis. Oh, Gobert with a 
stuff. This is good. Half minute to go. Look at this. Look at quarter. Team Giannis is benched now. Everyone's up. Look at Team LeBron. They're playing defense. Jokic for three. Yes. Stand corrected as Nick Nurse calls a timeout. Young. Five threes for Kemba Walker. Walker. Here's Paul. He's the hot from three and does it again. With the answer. Davis oh. right for Giannis. But Davis right back. Here's LeBron. He's accelerating. Gets it to Paul in the corner. And he knocks it down. Another three of points away from victory. Team Giannis seven points away. MB backing in, nice uh -oh. fake on to LeBron by MB. Wow. Safe. All right, here's LeBron. Oh. <laughs> we kept it. They want to go, Ted. Let's see. I don't. I don't know. Wow. Wow. So this is the second challenge. Oh, I think it's a good block. Quarter. Captains guarding one another. Here's the pass to Davis. Yeah. We got a whistle, a foul is called, so Davis to the line, he can win it at the foul line. Anthony Davis, an 85% free throw shooter. Oh! Oh, Team LeBron has won Two things that stood out to me. One, the very first play of the game that LeBron throws a pass to Kawhi in the corner has got to make Lakers fans sick. Because we're like, man, we were that close from having that relationship <laughs> on an everyday basis. Uh, and then secondly, Anthony Davis missing that first free throw was totally on purpose. Yep. He looked at, in fact, I remember he looked at Joel Embiid, I believe it was, and he said, oh, oh, you want me to make it interesting, huh? Oh, all right. And then, I, then I, you just knew he was going to miss the first one. I love his reaction to He's like, oh, crap, I missed it. All right, well, so I'll knock down this one. Yeah, I saw the saw him getting interviewed afterwards, and he said that uh, he just wanted to put a little extra pressure on himself to make the win. But you're a coward. Miss it. All right? You don't win the game on a free throw. What is this, 21? No, stop. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that part I of it like was that. a little disappointing that really this game's going to be decided on a, on a free throw. But um, you know what? Everything else around it was exciting. It was fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, the The first part of the game. It was a typical exhibition. Guys just chucking up three-point shots and lobs to the to the, the to, you know get dunks and but uh, Kawhi Leonard, man, give that guy some credit for yeah. what he was doing beyond the arc. Yeah. They I just I, I thought Kawhi was wondering. Do you think Kawhi should have won the MVP or did you have someone else in mind? Were you surprised that he got it? I wasn't surprised. Okay. I mean, you give it to the guy on the winning team that scored the most points and I mean, he was he was the most consistent. There were guys that came along, like Chris Paul played really well late, uh, but uh, I, I thought that Kawhi Leonard was the most consistent throughout the game. Um, so I, I had no problem with him getting it, but uh, I, I thought it was fun. Uh, if, if it'll be tweaked in the future, I don't know, but certainly the ratings suggest that it was worth keeping and something that's worth doing. Uh do you still like the uh, the team Giannis versus team LeBron, where you have team captains that pick the teams? Or do I'm, you, I'm fine with it. Would you rather go back to East versus West? I'm fine with it. I think it's fun. You know, you got players on 
it just mixes it up a little. Like if it was West versus East, I just I'm, I'm afraid East would have got their ends handed too, you know. But I, I thought this was fun. It mixes it up a little bit. Uh, you know, you're challenging against guys from your own conference. I was okay with it. It, it doesn't bother me none. It, what really did get me, like I already mentioned, is the whole end of the game on a free throw. Like, I don't think you should end it. If There should be no free throws in the fourth quarter. If you get fouled, you just take the ball out. So no end ones or anything? No. No end ones. Actually, you know what you could do? You could give them the bucket, and then they get the ball back. So it could be a five- or four-point play, really. I saw somebody uh, pose a suggestion that if you if you shoot a free throw, it takes away a point from the other team, too. Huh. Okay. That's interesting. Just discouraging fouls. Yeah. No, that, that that's a good point. You could do that. But the, the intensity level in that fourth quarter was fascinating. Uh, you'd see that whole team LeBron team collapse on the refs to complain. Oh, dude. And, of course, Chris Paul's leading the charge. Oh, my gosh. That guy's Did you see him just lose his mind? Just stomping? And I'm like, dude, Chris, okay. Look, yeah, he I, and James Harden both. Let's, let's, let's not, I mean, let's not get back to your old ways, okay? It's all for fun. I know there's $300,000 in charity involved, but it, breathe. Was there an MVP that surprised you? Or not an MVP, excuse me, an all-star player that surprised you and how they played? Oh, man. You know what? I'm not going to lie to you. Rudy Gobert really surprised me. I didn't think he was going to have that big of an impact as a big man. And I thought he was phenomenal. Just absolutely really, really good on the court. And so much he should have been in in the final five minutes of the game. No reason for him to be sitting out. That's all on Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse cost the team Giannis their, their, uh, their win. He should be paying $300,000. <laughs> Hey, by the way, speaking of All-Star Game, Darren Rovell, who has his nose in everybody's business, uh, just uh, tweeted this out. NBA is auctioning off the first half jerseys used last night by the All-Star, uh, All-Stars in last night's NBA All-Star Game on NBA auctions uh, to honor the life and legacy of Kobe and Gianna. The NBA and NBA Players Association will donate all proceeds to the Mamba on 3 Fund and the Mamba and Mamba Sita Sports Foundation. So, LeBron, James 2020 All-Star Game, Warren Jersey Charity Auction, Team LeBron first and second quarter uh, record, or an NBA record 16th All-Star Game start. Uh, so, LeBron James Jersey will be a part of that auction. Uh, and I believe they have a couple others, I think Kawhi Leonard's, and then a couple other on the other team as well. That's awesome. Hey, what did you think about the uh, Kobe Bryant tribute? I'm... Are you okay. over it? I'm kind of over it, to be honest. Okay. No, that that's great. That's, I mean, I, I, you get it. I get it. I get it. But we've, it's like we just went through this, and it feels like one of those times. Like if you get like a bad scratch or a cut, and you've put an antiseptic on it, you put the band aid on it, and it's healing, but for some reason it gets ripped off. Yeah, it kind of opens it up. It starts bleeding again. Sure, it's it's almost like how that felt. To be honest, yeah, you're ready but, to look, move on. We've We've dealt with this for the fans. You had the opportunity to grieve or recognize Kobe's greatness. I, I there, there should have been. Don't get me wrong. There should have been some things done to reference Kobe Bryant, and there were. Everybody wore twenty four or two. We had the uh, the, the 
the shot clock was in the fourth quarter. It was uh, purple and gold in tribute for, to Kobe Bryant. Uh, the trophy, the the twenty four points. I mean, there were a lot of things for, for Kobe Bryant in the All Star game and how it was structured. But I just thought it was, like, oh my gosh, really? We're going to go through this again? So, this is so heavy again. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I I understand it just, it was why it happened though. He's me. he's won more All Star MVPs, I believe, than anybody else. He's played. He at one point held the record for the most uh, points. Combined in all-star games that's been played. He had the record, and I believe still owns the record, for most all-star game minutes. So I can understand the reasons why. you know. And now it's named the Kobe Bryant MVP Award uh, for the all-star game, which is great. I think it was a great thing to do. Now I think we put it to rest and we move on and we just play basketball. Now we are done with it. I agree. Okay? We honored him correctly. I thought the, I thought the final honor was wonderfully done in the all-star game. We're good. Let's move on. Let's get back to basketball. Yes. As hard as it sounds, it can be done. Yes. No, I agree. And teams on individual levels did something. And I think yep. that what happened in the All-Star game was the NBA collectively come together. We could do something and now we can move on. But I just it was a little much. Everybody had something from the uh anyway. There a lot of stuff for it. And I get it. I get it. But I just thought, let's move on yeah. now. Hey, what would you think of the dunk contest? Ooh, that is a great debate. I want to continue. Let's get back to that get one. into that. And the the tweak to the three-point shootout as well. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, the changes to the All-Star Weekend. Did you like them for the NBA? Did you did it cause you to tune in and check it out? Or have you just you've given up on the NBA All-Star Weekend or All-Star Games in general? Love to hear your thoughts on that. Feel free to text us in. 435-339-0321. We'll also get into Region 11 basketball. High school basketball playoffs have now been set. We'll know who's going where, how you can follow along. And Utah State with some nice wins uh, this last week and getting some recognition for it as well. We'll talk about that coming up next here in the Full Court Press. It's the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, AJ Salveson. You know, it was an interesting uh, All-Star weekend. Yeah, it was. I uh, I was thrilled with how the NBA slam dunk contest, because that's really the most criticized, critiqued event of the whole entire weekend. Because it's judging. Everything yeah, else is time. judging. And that's the only thing that comes down to judges. The problem is, and this is where I, I get to it then, my problem with it was is the judges themselves. The selection of who were the judges? Who yeah. the judges were, yeah. period? Like, why is Dwayne Wade in there? Scotty Pippen, I'm not sure. I, I'm going to be yeah, honest. Dwayne Wade has never participated in a slam dunk contest. Me, I'm aware I don't of. think Scotty Pippen has either. Yes, he has. He has. He has. Okay, then I missed that. It was a long time ago. Did he win? It, it was after Jordan's first retirement, and he tried to mimic the Jordan dunk from the free throw line. Okay. And it was like, you're just copying Jordan. So it wasn't very successful. I but remember. Well, there, then you there, have a, you have a rapper slash actor. Yeah, and then another or something actor. Like uh, get getting some celebrity involvement. That's have some celebrity that knows knowledge about it though, but, man. Yeah, so I had no problem with Candace Parker. No, I, I, I'm, I I respect her opinion. I think she sounds 
like she understands yeah. the game. I she's love played Candace the game. Parker, man. I love she's throwing Candace. a dunk down. Thrilled with her. But here's the problem. Like, two years ago, I think it was two years ago, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the, the judges were these people. Dr. J, Vince Carter, Dominique Wilkins, Michael Jordan, and the late Kobe Bryant. What do those five have in common? Dr. J, Michael Jordan, Vince Carter. Those are all past dunk uh, champions. Bingo. So they all have a knowledge of like what it takes to be a be a great dunker. What I mean, you're not just looking if they make it. You're looking at where the do, do they got movement in the legs? So they got flash in the movement with the hand in the ball. The creativity, yeah. There, it's a power in that. It may not look that fancy, but it's in the strong. crowd. Is it a golf clap or is it a ooh and ah and that just over? I mean, th- that just takes out everything else that you can hear. Those five knew what it took to win a dunk contest versus competitive circumstances. These crew did not. And that's, and then you hear that. It's all, it was almost like it was rigged. That because there was a tie that they were trying to tie it again. <laughs> and that like yes. it didn't work out. And so they're like, oh, wait, crap. Freaking somebody won. Crap. Yeah, Ramona crew? Shelburne. Uh, would you? I went back and watched it with my, uh, with my kids because some of them didn't see it when it happened. Uh-huh. And... I was telling him, look, this is a controversial ending, but I'm not going to give it away. And then later, I kind of did give it away. But then we were watching the judges on that final uh, vote total that came out after Aaron Gordon's dunk. And you can see Candace Parker and Chadwick Boseman fall off their chair because they realized something didn't go right. Yeah. And then, so Ramona Shelburne saw that, and she caught up with some of she them. She does a great job, by the way. And, uh, yes, there was the judges... Screwed up. They were trying to make it a tie. Uh, when uh, Jones had his final dunk, he didn't get a 50. And But then they're like, okay, whatever happens with Gordon, unless he just totally blows us out of the water, we got to get him the same score. This has been a great dunk contest. We need to end this in a tie. But somebody screwed up. And there's the conspiracy is that Dwayne Wade was supposed to do a 10. But he rigged went it. went for a 9, so his Miami Heat guy could still win it. Like that's messed up. When 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 did it become like this? What happened to like you know what? It is the best dunk from our eyes. It is the best dunk, and that's what I. Pro- that's the problem I have with the judges. Jordan, Kobe, Vince, Dominique, and Doctor J would have said we're looking for the best dunk, not for a tie, so we can go to a third round. We are looking for a dunk that makes us stand up. Us as former dunk contest champions and some of the best slam dunk. NBA basketball players ever in the history of the sport, we are looking for somebody to make us stand out of our chair and go, holy crap, what did I just see? These guys were looking for show. Huge issue with that. And in so doing, they've kind of ruined it for Aaron Gordon, who said, I'm not coming back. I'm done. Yeah, he's basically said, look, I've been robbed twice now. Which is true. Uh, Here's some of his comments after the slam dunk contest on uh, Saturday night. We're here to do four dunks, you know what I mean? So it's out of four dunks. It should be the best out of four dunks. I did four straight 50s, five straight 50s. Um, that's, that's over. It's a wrap, you know? Let's go home. Four 50s in a row in an NBA dunk contest, it's over. But uh, I don't know. Um, who's running the show? Yikes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going after the Good judges. Question. And that's, where, that's going after the NBA for picking those guys. And he's right, man. Five straight 50s and you don't win? 
And then what is it? Derek Brooks or whoever it was comes, or Derek Jones says, "Oh, why don't you come back next year and come try to win it?" No. Yeah, it's I it's want mine. it, man. I want it. If you want a piece of it, you got to come. Got to come back. Come back. Aaron Gordon's not coming back. Nope. You know what? You but you know what you do. The NBA sets those two up. You just do a two man head off dunk contest. A little bit of uh, run it back, as they like to say. Make him run it back. And then you take five qualified dunk champion judges <laughs> and make them judge. You do not freaking get little Bow Wow and like Steve Martin and Martin Short and uh, cousin Rico's nephew to come do it. Did you they get- hand out 50s too easily? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it used to be when, and again, that's just, it's just being rigged. Like it used to be. I mean, I remember when Michael. It had to like you'd like fall out of your chair, kind of a dunk to get a fifty. I think it was four years ago. It may have been five. I can't remember my exact timing here. But Doctor J was was one of the judges, and someone lit off a great dunk, and Doctor J gave him a nine, and he and the player looked at him and goes, "Why, why?" And he says, "I've seen better. I've done better." And the guy comes back and like elevates for a new dunk, and he goes ten. There we go. Right. That's what I'm looking for. It needs See, a certain degree come of difficulty. Earn it. Yeah. Come and they earn did, it, man. I'm not I'm not necessarily criticizing those that did that did happen. No. Because they were tough. Yeah. Uh I did think there was a lot of repetitiveness. Okay, let's bring the out Chance the Rapper one more time. Well, and let's the, bring out Chance the Rapper a third time. Let's bring out Chance the Rapper again. Put the ball behind his head. I, I, that got a little old. Well, okay, so the through the legs thing's kind of getting old for me too. Like unless you're doing a backflip. And then putting it through your legs, and then landing through the hoop. Like I've seen through the legs way too many times. Let's let's come up with something else. Are we, are we getting too spoiled? Yes, that was a it was a pretty phenomenal dunk contest. Yeah, no, and I'm, it was actually yes, it was. But I felt like who is it? Back to back dunks by the same guy. Uh, went. I mean, he just mixed it up in a different format, but he went through the legs. But it was almost the same thing. I think, yeah, one was off the backboard and he went through the legs, thrown off by, I think it was Chance or whatever. The other one, he caught it off the back of the guy raising the ball up, kind of threw it up to him and he went through the legs. So it was almost the exact same dunk. But again, you're right, maybe mix it up. But let me ask you something. If someone had a trampoline and took it and threw it off the backboard, jumped off the trampoline and did something crazy to throw it down, is that cheating or is that too much? Using a trampoline? Yeah, like to, like elevate yourself higher. But if you could do something creative, no, like, then you just bring in the the mascots. They're the ones that use the trampoline. Yeah, like create something out of that. But you, I mean, you're right. We are spoiled, absolutely spoiled. Cannot agree with you more. Uh, Derek Jones, uh, he did have some comments about the taco fall dunk. Which, come on, you're gonna dunk over a seven foot five guy? You should win off of that kind of a Yeah, dunk. but dude, the guy ducked his head too, by the way. Yeah, he kind of ducked down a little bit. But anyway, here's Derek Jones Jr. What he had to say about that epic dunk by Aaron Gordon. It was a no, it was a great decision for him to, to do that. You know, everybody knows Taco is a, a fan favorite. So, you know, just bringing him out there, you know, I knew it was going to get the crowd hype and I knew it was going to get everybody hype out there. But once the judges took so long to, to, to give him the uh, result, I knew it was something fishy. I knew they, they wasn't going to give him that 50. They couldn't have. <laughs> there was something fishy. Yes, there was. 
uh, with a three-point shootout. They had the money ball, a three-point uh, ball. Most of the regular regulation ball is worth one. Then you have the red and white striped ball that's worth two points. And then you had the two balls that were worth three. Ajay, did that really make a difference in the three-point shootout? Did it change anything? No, I just think some people shoot better than others. Like Trey, was it Trey Young? Right? Is that, I can't remember his name now. Trey Young. Trey Young from Atlanta. Sucks, dude. He airballed the three for crying out loud, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I, I, it was, and by the way, listening to Reggie comment on the three point contest is one of the best things because he's like, "Ah, uh, yeah, this guy doesn't have it. Nah, dude. Yeah, get him off." Uh-uh. Right. It goes to, back to the criticism yeah. of the slam dunk. Here's a guy that knows the mechanics of a great shooter and who's won it. Right. And so he should be involved in critiquing or understanding the, the what's going on there and how good it is. But I thought that was a great contest. Uh, who oh, did it come came down? down to the wire. Devin Booker loses because the— Buddy well, Hill has his money comes rack up at the on end. the money rack at the end, saves it to the end, and then hits it. Uh, that was fun. Uh, dude, I thought that was great stuff. That three-point contest, I think, is getting back up there. And the skills challenge, I'm actually kind of impressed with, too. Yeah, big guys how in the you, finals. How about that? Bam Adebayo made more three-pointers in the skills competition than he has made all season <laughs> long. Oh, that was fun. Actually, I got a kick out of that. I was having a blast with it. Yeah, so I, you know what? Big props for me on the NBA All-Star Weekend. Yeah. I uh, thought initially some of the things they were doing were a little gimmicky, and they came with some criticism. But the All-Star game itself, I thought, was was really, was really interesting. Yeah. Hey, uh, it was really 2023, that thing heads to Salt Lake City at Vimus Tomorrow Home Arena for a, a showcase there. Can not wait. That'll be fun. That'll yeah, it's be gonna exciting. Be, in three years, things are going to be different, too. All right. Uh, coming up, we still have Region 11. We got Utah State. We got our pick six to review. A lot of things still ahead to, to get through here on the Full Court Press. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric Franson with you here on a Monday, President's Day, talking about what's happening in sports, what took place over this past weekend. A lot of different things to get through. Not only are the Region 11 uh, champions set for boys and girls basketball, we know what the playoff is going to, playoffs are going to look like for all teams in Region 11. We also know the champions for what happened in high school wrestling over the weekend and certainly some real strong representation from our neck of the woods. We'll get into that a little bit as well. Uh, Utah State basketball with a win over Fresno State on Saturday, getting some additional recognition for what they've done recently. And uh, we'll, we'll tell you where that's, in what form that respect is coming. Uh, but also updates on everything else, the current standings in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, but uh, before we get into all of that, let's recap some of the things that happened over the weekend by going through our pick six. And unfortunately, IJ did have to sneak out. Um Otherwise, we'd do this together, but uh, he already knows the results, and he's already rewarded me with uh, with the treat that he threw at my desk earlier today. But uh, the the first one was Sam Merrill assists at Fresno State. The line was set at six and a half, and uh, we both took the under on that, and he only had four, so we both got that one right. 
Donovan Mitchell points at the All-Star game. The line was set at 8.5. I went under. Andre took the over. As we talked about before, he scored seven points in the All-Star game. Uh, the combined score of the All-Star game, this was really, really close. Uh, the line was set at 312.5. The combined score, 312. It was 157 to 155. So it was really, really close. Uh, I took the under. Ajay took the over. So far, I'm uh, perfect three for three. Ajay's uh, one for two. Uh, will Vince Carter be used somehow in the dunk contest? I thought he would be just 20 years to the day of when he had that uh, epic dunk uh, contest that he won. But no, in fact, he was not used. He was really nowhere to be seen. We both thought that he might, so we both got that one wrong. Uh, Diogo Brito points at Fresno State. Set the line at 9.5, and and we've seen that when he scores in double figures, Utah State is perfect. They don't lose. So uh, if he got to double figures, they were going to win. And he did. He scored 10. We both took the over on that one. And they did win. And then finally, points of the the three-point shootout winner, the line was set at 26.5. And as we mentioned, it was Buddy Hield who won, and he won on his last shot to beat Devin Booker, and he scored 27. We both took the over on that one. But uh, anyway, that was fun. It was a fun weekend with the All-Star break. Uh, I I thought that it was perhaps one of the more interesting All-Star weekends that I've seen uh, in a long time. Um, So there were times there where the NBA All-Star break was really, really worth not much of anything. Um, And uh, the only saving graces in the past have been interesting slam dunk competitions. But I thought the slam dunk contest was really good. I thought the three-point shootout was really good. And the All-Star game itself was really good. Uh, certainly one of the better All-Star weekends in a long time that I can remember. Um, so uh, I think that they'll uh, they'll probably continue to uh, adapt a few things, but I would imagine they'll adapt or excuse me uh, adopt that Elam ending for future All-Star games where they uh, just play to the final score and it really uh, kicked up the intensity a lot. And having the the students there in the in the crowd that they were playing for that could get those. Uh, those donations, that actually, I thought, made it a lot of fun as well. Uh, I think that from the reports in the, the arena, that also made it really exciting as uh, they were cheering for their teams for because they get a big, hefty chunk of money if their team were able to win uh, any significant quarter. So, anyways, uh, interesting all-star weekend in the NBA. Coming up next here in the Full Court Press, we'll look at uh, other things that happened this weekend. Utah State, Region 11 basketball, uh, high school wrestling all decided on this past weekend. We'll update you on all that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you. 
Hey, over the weekend, it was the uh, 4A wrestling championships that were that took place. And, uh, boy, give big shout-outs to Mountain Crest High School. They win as a team, and they got state titles from Cooper Sanders, Braden Guthrie. Uh, they also got uh, the brothers that won, Luke Schrader, uh, who was just a sophomore. Hunter Schrader is an older brother. Also won uh, the coach of the year going to Jay Tovey. And uh, so, uh, and the most outstanding wrestler, one of them, Braden Guthrie, being recognized for what he was able to do. Bear River showed out well, got third overall. Uh, Ridgeline did uh, get some recognition. They had some wrestlers do well, the state championship. Uh, but either the uh, original 11 player either won or was in the championship bout in almost every weight class over the weekend for the titles in the uh, wrestling state wrestling championship. So congratulations to all the wrestlers. Coming up next hour, we'll talk more basketball at Utah State in high school. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Sports outrage has several degrees. There are times when athletes commit actual crimes. Of course, that's awful. And then there's the serious cheating scandals. The Astros stealing signs fits into that category. And then there's the kind of controversy that is somewhat serious, but actually kind of fun. That's where the 2020 slam dunk contest fits in. The Heat's Derek Jones Jr. beat the Magic's Aaron Gordon in one of the better competitions we've ever seen. They had the extra rounds because both players kept getting perfect 50s. Then, reportedly, the judges conspired to have them tie again to force another round. But somebody messed up the math. Ironically, this is the second time Gordon has lost a dunk contest that most people thought he won. It happened against Zach Levine in 2016 as well. Gordon stole the show Saturday, jumping over 7'5", Taco Fall. Jones Jr. was equally fantastic, but Gordon's dunk will be part of history, even if he doesn't have the hardware to show for it. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.